We live, baby. We ain't live, baby. Jair, what's going on with you? What's up? What's up? What's up? Ain't what's numbers, us? Man. Just us. At the top, it's just, yeah. How your day been, man? Good. It's good. I'm glad it was. My day was, uh, it was a little stressful to begin with, but I was able to uh, put out a few a few um, bonfires and, you know, now we send back chilling. Um, we were supposed to do this pod Sunday night, mm-hmm. but I had, um, it was in the East Coast. I want to make sure I was fresh. Also, I had to build up some homework for uh, today's pod to make sure that I properly dissected an individual that needs to be on trial. You're going to piss off some people today. Uh, and, and you know, that's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> that's never the goal. But if it happens, it happens. I'm not here to piss you off. I'm here to tell you what I believe are my truths. And hopefully through the homework that I've done, I have a case against this person to bring the um, the pain to them. Uh, metaphysical pain, not a physical pain. Um, my friend, sidebar, sidebar. what are you on tonight? I am uh, in the wake of the Green Bay Packers season, trying to recover. I am on water. You're always on the water on a Monday. What do you do on Sunday nights? I do I not talk to you on Sunday nights. But- <laughs> What do you do? What do your Sunday nights look like? I actually took it easy uh, Sunday. Uh, no, nah, it's just water. It's Monday. Going to the gym, getting back to the swing of things. Yeah, yeah. You got to start the week off on a first down. Can't be drinking on a Monday, all right? There's no Monday night football. There's no justification. There's no wings, all right? Mm-hmm. Water. NBA games. Yeah, but NBA games are a dime a dozen. Yeah, I don't. I don't see like oh NBA games. Let me let me let me go ahead and pour pour out for this one. Unless it's yeah. like the playoffs, That's and then different. I'm yeah. Then then that's a little bit different. Playoff basketball is what I'm all about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for a, a sleepy game in January, I don't care. If the season just started a month ago. I'm not. I'm not turning up for that. Not during right. a weekday. Right. I don't care if I got to telework tomorrow or not. So. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, right now, I'm sipping on absolutely nothing. Like water, nothing. But I may grab a cup over there, mm-hmm. depending on how this uh, this pod goes, and I may um, I may need to get us some of this brown. If I do, it'll probably be some of that maybe that Jack single barrel. Hey. Ooh. I got that over <laughs> there. Uh, I'm looking at some Johnny Walker double black. I just think of the uh, SpongeBob 10 minutes later. And it's like me and you drinking, <laughs> <laughs> popping some brown. <laughs> I'm not hey. water. And then here we are 10 minutes later. Honestly. Hey, fuck it. It may happen. It may happen. It might. It might. It might. The cabinet yeah. is ready. I'm prepared at any at any time as you oh, are. Oh, my friend. It's a moment. It's in hands. It's in arm's reach. Absolutely. Like, literally, I just move over here to the left. And it's, I got a little table. Mm-hmm. And I'm good to go. I'm good yep. to go, baby. All right. So let's uh let's get right away a preview of what we're gonna to do today and then uh let's let's get with it. So we're gonna look at the uh of course the Green Bay Tampa game. We're gonna look at the uh the Bills Chiefs. After that, we'll uh do a just a quick quick thoughts of uh are you fine to do a quick thoughts of uh uh Chiefs Bucks for the Super Bowl? Because I know we would we do our own pod for that too as yeah. well. But quick, just just, just yeah. real quick, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um then we talk about the uh, we'll go go to the coaching coaching hires, uh, give our initial reactions to all of them. Of course, you know not the Texans, you know as currently right now, they don't have a coach. And then uh, we'll uh, talk about other things related to the Texans too as well. So, with uh, with that being said, let's start at the top. Uh, Green Bay loses at Lambeau, their home turf to uh, Tom Brady and the uh, the Buccaneers, thirty one twenty six. Um, I have some criteria here that I'm, I may. I may use going for it uh, as far as our, our game analysis. I got a little six pack, um, three, three for each team. And I got some, um, some ratings as far as best player, uh, trash can performance and a play of the game. So I got, I got a little thing I want to stick with. Uh, make, make it easier for, for you, the customer. Jair, 
opening statement. What do you think about uh, what do you think about this game, man? It's a thousand ways to dissect this, and I know you got a rant coming. I do. I went back to our Jordan Love podcast where mm-hmm. we did our draft gates and we did our scouting, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was uh, entertained <laughs> by ourselves, like Ob- the meme with Obama giving himself the medal. He's smiling yeah. <laughs> at each photo. That's how I felt listening to it. <laughs> Love it. So I went, I, I was like, man, this is good. I got I to gotta solve this. And one of the things that I, I had forgot was Tampa drafting, moving up in the draft to get Wharfs. Mm-hmm. And we Protection. talked about how Tampa was aggressive. They moved up a pick in the draft and they created this environment from day one of this offseason that we are going all fucking in. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers said we are building for the we're trying to do two things we're trying to build for the future and if we win now great well mm-hmm. it costs you it costs you from an organizational mindset it showed a reflection on the field it showed the reflection of your head coach your game planning while y'all were trying to get in rhythm and, and take your time with this game bruce Arians was coming out swinging mm-hmm. but offenses and it showed it showed in all three phases yeah, and um, that opening drive by Tampa was absolutely incredible. It was just surgical. Tom Brady was like, what was he, like three for three and third mm-hmm. downs, throwing mm-hmm. dimes to uh, Mike Evans. Yep. Uh, absolute terrible, terrible coverage and terrible game by uh, Kevin King. We'll get in that too as well. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, what can I mean? What can you honestly say about Tom Brady? I mean, I got a lot to say about it, but just looking at it, 10 Super Bowls, 10 Super Bowls? The man's played 21 years. He's 43. 10 Super Bowls? That's unheard of, dude. And that's why, that's why he's the GOAT. That's why he's the goat, dude. And we I've doubted Tom Brady many times in this pot. I have. I've I've said that you know this may it ain't looking too good. Looking looking shaky early in the early in the season. We we called him out, called out Arians. Tom Brady's out here looking like Jameis Winston older brother, throwing picks left and right. And he had some problems in this game, too. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh Arians, him going back and forth. But these two in the past couple of weeks, they found they found a way. They came to an understanding. And it's playing on the football field. Tom Brady's a little more free. He's calling plays out there. Something he, something New England was very, very rigid about. And the rewards have been fantastic. He's going back to Super Bowl. Can I please get into my thoughts of uh, this particular game? So, like please. I told you, I have I have a, uh, a six-pack of information. I'm going to start with Green Bay. So, I mentioned Kevin King. My God. <laughs> that, is, that is probably the worst cornerback performance I have seen in a very long time. By a player in the secondary, I mean, you had the opening drive. He gets beat twice by Mike Evans. And, of course, a touchdown, too, as well, where Tom Brady floated that up there. You know, it's high. Mike Mike Thomas, I mean, um, Mike Evans, big guy, radius. But you're there. Put a body on him. God damn it. I don't care if you got to knock him down. Don't give up the easy touchdown. We'll fight for him at the one. Don't Please don't give the easy one. We saw him again at the end of the first half. Now we can talk about the coverage here too as well. I know you wouldn't go into that. Um, the, the the Packers didn't want to give up more yards for the field goals, so they played everything underneath. But they didn't really worry too much about the over top. But it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady likes to take his shots, and what he do? He threw a beautiful ball up. The Scott Miller touchdown. Who's on the coverage? Kevin King. Eyes in the backfield, like uh, Amos later on in the game too as well. Eyes in the backfield. Let's uh, Cam Brady run right past him. As a former uh, individual that played defensive back, I was pulling my the little bit of hair I have left on my head out. The third time we already saw this man. Well, third another time was what the Fournette run, but he was just he, 
ain't really too much you can do about that one. Fournette, he just, I'll get to him too as well. Um, the, the next time we really saw this man in an egregious play was the hold. The pass interference. Man had all jersey or all shirt. I know a lot of people weren't happy with it. Even I wasn't happy with it because I wanted, I don't like to see games ending off a penalty. But it was so bad, you had to call it. It was so flagrant, you had no choice. You couldn't swallow the whistle there. And I know they said that, a lot of people said the game wasn't called fairly this had the third, but when you're that big of a spot and you have something like that that happens with the with the hand on the shirt, if, you, if everybody's seen it, you watch the game, you saw it, you had to throw the flag there. I hate I hate refs calling the game as such as that, but there's nothing I could do with it. So Kevin King, terrible game. Um, my second point for uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. And Rodgers, we was, we was off target a lot of times this game, too, as well. Remember that pass, uh, Devontae Adams, where Devontae Adams was, uh, you know, going out of bounds in the end zone? Mm-hmm. That was an off-target pass. He was late with it. There was pressure, too, as well. But, Aaron, I need you to be quick with that. Lazar was opening deep, too, as well. You got to get rid of that ball. Mm-hmm. You see the audible coming. Come on now. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. The second time, too, as well, is we threw that back, that back pass to uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams' beautiful move on the corner to um, create the space, but the ball is just a little bit too far out. And it's a routine pass. They made this pass all the time. And Rodgers, a little bit off target. He was in Dante Adams buys in an awkward position. It would have been an amazing catch. He probably should have caught it, but it could have been a better ball. Aaron, I can get that to you as well. Now, this is my biggest gripe with Aaron Rodgers. Third down, third and goal. You're at the goal line. Um, You have nothing but the play breaks down. You step up in the pocket. There's nothing but green in front of you. Jair, I, I sent you the picture. You watched the game. You saw it. What happens next is that you decide to throw in double coverage, almost turn the ball over to Devontae Adams. You could have got at least maybe four or five yards. Hell, you couldn't even score it. Who knows? There was so much green there. I think um, I want to say um, uh, Devin White was in the area. He may he may he may have caught up to him. I think it was him. But regardless, he still got at least four or five yards. Which in that case, it may have made things easier for the head coach to make a certain call. But that didn't happen. So Aaron Rodgers, that's uh, one of my points for the game. My third one is uh, Matt Lafleur. Now Jair, I know I've been dominating the mic. Would you please bear with me just a little bit more? Matt Lafleur, his coaching. Okay, Matt Lafleur. <sighs> What the fuck was that? Honestly, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever touch a football, one of the greatest football players, one of the greatest human beings ever touch a football. You choose to take him off the field in the fourth quarter situation and have this man sit in the sidelines while Mason Crosby comes down and kicks a meaningless field goal for three points and say, here, Tom, Tom Brady, have the ball back. You've been kind of tearing us up all game, but here, take it. Bear with me. Let's go back to look at uh, Matt LaFleur. How did he even get the job? He got the job. He was the uh, the coordinator for the um, the Tennessee Titans. Mind you, this has been said many, many times, and I was confused at the time, too, as well. His offense with Tennessee was ranked 27 out of 32 teams. He somehow got the job up in Green Bay. I'm not going to speculate why or what happened or how well he interviewed. I don't care about that right now. Just care about the facts. Let's look at last year's Green Bay team. Jair, me and you both said it. They weren't that good last year. They were not a very good team. You know what they were last year? They were this year's Pittsburgh Steelers. 
they they were just better than their competition. And when they came against some 49ers, NFC Championship, that got their ass smacked. Okay, AJ calling right now. Sorry, baby. Gotta, gotta, gotta get away from that one. I'm on my roll right now. So you're going to the offseason. What do you do in the offseason? First round pick, Jordan Love. You say you went back and listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You heard your thing we had to say about it. I had a very passionate rant about that. Get this man and Rodgers some real help. Justin Jefferson, you could have traded up for him. You could have drafted uh, Jalen Johnson from the Browns cornerback. You, you damn well needed some cornerback help in this game. Matt LaFleur was all for it. He was complicit with drafting Jordan Love, knowing he had Aaron Rodgers sitting there. That's two crimes so far against Matt LaFleur. His bad offense, bad football before he got to uh, Green Bay, as far as his uh, NFL rankings. His egregious move, I've been saying the word a lot, but you need to use it here again, of being complicit with Jordan Love. Now, we can take it to this game. Now, Green Bay's been doing, had a very good season offensively. They've been playing great football, but I mean, when you have one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver, well, he's, he's my number two, Devontae Adams, and they have one of the best quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, goddamn, even Mike McCarthy's going to win Super Bowl with you. It don't take much for you to be there, for you to work with those guys and to win. We've seen this already. We've seen mediocre coaches, Mike McCarthy. We've seen what they do. Look at him in Dallas this year. I know they had injuries, but the team was still bad. So let's look at the failures of um, Matt LaFleur in this game. Fourth quarter, your offense is nowhere to be found. Your defense got multiple interceptions. Offense completely stalled. Bad play calling. Kevin King. Why was Kevin King even in the game after uh, giving up that big play to Scott Miller? Why was he still playing? You're the head coach. Bench the man. He ain't got it today. The field goal. You kicked the field goal, and then you gave the ball back to Tom Brady. We've seen Tom Brady over and over in this situation. You don't do things like that. You don't give Tom Brady the ball back while you're down and think you're going to get it back. He's greedy. Tom is selfish. He don't play well with others on the opposite team. He's not going to get the ball back to you. You know, he did that several times this game, but we'll get that to a little bit later. I'm going to say this. Matt LaFleur doesn't do anything to elevate Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers elevates Matt LaFleur. Without Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur is 27th in offense. That's just the facts. That's what the raw numbers say. The past two years is the best you're ever going to get with Matt LaFleur coaching Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know people say Aaron Rodgers it may be it for him, whatnot, unless he retires, but I think his cap hit is too much for him to actually get traded. So I don't want to speculate on that one. Jair. It's not very popular. I'm going to say next, but I'm going to say it anyway. I will fire Matt LaFleur today. I'll fire him. And big-time situations, this is what you get. A man that's bad at game management, a bad at being a head coach. Pull Kevin King. Get better play call in the fourth when you need it. You have multiple chances to make it happen. And you don't kick the field goal and get the ball back to the GOAT. It's not, it's not even that hard. I'm sitting, on the, I'm sitting down on my couch like, what the hell is he doing? Fire Matt LaFleur. I'll get rid of, I'll call him in the office, get rid of him. Too. You know what? I can't even do that because the front office should be gone too as well for the crimes against the lack of talent they put around Aaron Rodgers for all these years. But Matt LaFleur needs to go. Without Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to be any better. 
Aaron Rodgers is the only reason why they're there. And you want to give Aaron Rodgers any shot or win Super Bowl? It can't be with Matt LaFleur making dumb decisions like this. He's got to go. He's got to go. I got to get him out of there. Green Bay needs to get him out of there. Ahmad with pitchforks and torches need to walk up to Lambeau and get this man out of here. Have an owner's meeting, goddammit. And remove this man from office, Jair. Said a lot there. Had a lot to say. I'll start with the uh, Matt Lafleur. the The consensus will be you're going to fire a coach who went thirteen and three in back to back years. And here's my response to that: Matt Lafleur was not hired to win regular season games. Mike McCarthy was doing that for you. You were still getting to conference championships with Mike McCarthy. This team, quite frankly, blew it against Tampa. Just like Mike McCarthy blew it against Seattle. But at least that Mike McCarthy team was up. They were prepared, and then they, they just went into do not win mode. This, they, they got coach circles around by Bruce Arians. I, I, there's no other way to put it. You, so he's an offensive coach. Let's 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 focus on that side of the ball. They're pressing you man to man. Yeah, the officiating. There were some calls that Green Bay should have got. There's no doubt about it. Some of those holds. I mean, they there's pressing and there's like holding and dragging motherfucker to the ground. And mm-hmm. Tampa was getting away with that. But you know what? Tampa did what Seattle did with the Legion of Boom. We're gonna hold on every play. And we dare you to call it ref every time. They played in their favor. All right. You know how you can help your receivers against press stacks, three receivers stacked to this side. How about a reverse? Because they're being over aggressive. I was reminded, I forgot by who on Twitter today. I wish I had the the source. I apologize. Green Bay was really cute on their play calling throughout this game. You remember the one man route concept to Devontae Adams in the red zone where he's going in motion, then he comes back. They Mm -hmm. absolutely, Tampa absolutely sees it. They call it. They switch, they they got it. They know he's coming in motion, and that play is done for before it's even snapped because it's a one-man concept. You know what they do the next play? They throw a slant to Devontae Adams in the red zone. <laughs> touchdown. Unbelievable. <laughs> like that Joe Aikman commercial. <laughs> touchdown. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The concepts. <laughs> the offensive player you did draft, 62nd overall, was A.J. Dillon. You know what's having a really good game yesterday for this Packers offense? A.J. Dillon. He was gassing them. Eight-yard gains. Keeping the chains moving. The energy. Yeah, big boy. Big boy. We get like five yards. Offense time will come behind them. They get the extra two yards. You'd hear, go, Pack, go. The crowd will get into it. They love that shit. They love the John Coons of the world. All right? They love hard-nosed football. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead, you rather rely on Adam Lazard, who I like, but is just not qualified to be a number two on a Super Bowl team. No. Think of the weapons Tampa Bay has. Think of the weapons Buffalo has. Think of the weapons Kansas City has. You're completely outclassed. You said on the draft, you have to fight. In today's NFL, you have to fight fire with fire. Fire with water does not work. Mm Mm-mm. This is not enough help on Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, your your defense did only give up three points in the second half. 
Jair Alexander came up with two huge picks on his own and carried that defense on his back and played great plays. Also an amazing concept, having your number one corner on their number one receiver. Amazing how that works. (laughs) Amazing how that works. Man. And what do you do with two of those picks? Two, three and outs. Aaron Rodgers, you know how to call kills. You know how to say, hey, I need stacks. Hey, I need this. Hey, I need that. Let's run the ball more. You have that authority in your playbook. You could go goddamn no huddle if you wanted to, which wouldn't have been a bad idea to stop that overaggressive defense. Aaron Rodgers somehow, some way, did not has to get this done. He did not play to MVP level. Mm-mm. Whether his fault or not, whether this or that, he did not play to MVP level. Also, this is a critique, but some of those balls that he throws that are accurate, there's a lot of heat on them. Mm-hmm. It's easy to look at that in slow motion and be like, the receiver should caught it. And yes, they should. They absolutely should. But they're like that back shoulder fade to Devontae Adams in full speed, that is a bullet being thrown. If he would have put just a little bit of air and gave Devontae Adams just a little bit more time, touchdown. Completely different game. Third and eight. Third and goal at your eight-yard line. I don't know if he scores or not. Defensive players are, are, are crazy fucking fast in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He definitely gets at a minimum five yards. And now you definitely, there is no decision. You automatically go for it. Mm-hmm. You take what the defense gives you. Instead, you didn't throw to an open Devontae Adams or even like a contested jump ball Devontae Adams. You threw to a double teamed Devontae Adams. <laughs> That's really bad. I need my MVP to play better. I need my MVP to play better. I'm sorry, but you have to get that done in that, in that situation. That's why you're paid the bucks. That's why you're going to win MVP. You have to, you have to convert that. Oh, by the way, you are MVP. Our previous MVP, Tom Brady, at the end of the first half, Tampa Bay was about to punt. You know what Bruce Arians said? You know what? Time out. Probably had a little conversation with Tom Brady, Byron Leftwich, who, by the way, probably should we get in some head coaching consideration? At least an interview, goddammit. And they went for it. They went for it. Let's talk about the defense on that play. I we we crushed Greg Williams on a cover zero. And I gave the corner a pass because I said, undrafted rookie, limited training camp. Time situation score. He's not. He's not a season veteran. He doesn't know the the, the concepts of that, um, sir. What's the corner's name again? I forgot. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> Rick. Was that the Green Bay corner that got burned? Uh, Kevin King. I'm sorry. I was looking. Kevin for King. Kevin King is has been in the league. He has got to know better on a cover one. When by the way, they're trying to prevent the field goal. I understand the play call a little bit, but they're trying to prevent the field goal. Kevin King has got to know rule number one, do not get beat deep. Do not give up the deep, the deep touchdown to the outside. You could give up a 30 yard pass tackle inbounds and the half time situation to score. You know what time situation to score comes down to coaching. Yep. Green Bay blew this game. Tom Brady threw three picks. Tom Brady did not play good in the New Orleans game either, by the way. Uh, the, the media is all on this Tom Brady train. And I've actually been a Tom Brady defendant in the court of public opinion this whole year when everybody was going at him. If, mm-hmm. you, if you think this playoff performance, like he's not even, he's not, 
nearly as good as the media is taking them out to be right, right. now. Three picks. Three picks. You will have to win this game. You have to. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. There's zero excuse. None. Real quick, a lot of people pointing blame. Whose fault is this? Whose fault is that? GM, 100% of the blame. Head coach, 200% of the blame. Aaron Rodgers, 100% of the blame. Have to be better. You have to be better. You play for the one seed. You got the one seed. You got you to gotta beat up Rams team in the division around, coming off a bye. I mean, they were nowhere near 100%. You know what I'm saying? You have to be better. How? how? It's, it's inexcusable. It's just inexcusable. Oh, by the way, you're, you're starting left tackle towards ACL. You might want to be able to help your backup left tackle against a Shaq Barrett, a Jason Pierre-Paul, that defensive line that has gotten healthier, by the way, as this, as this year has gone on. You got Tonya. How about a chip? AJ Dillon's a big-ass man. How about helping him block? How many screens did you see yesterday? <laughs> How many delays? Simple concept football. And that's why Matt LeFure, LeFur, LeFure, whatever. That's why he should be fired. He called a terrible game in the worst spot. You're, you're wasting Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' years. We brought you in to win Super Bowls. You're giving me losses in the NFC Championship. Give me someone else who can get the job done. I'm sorry, but the Green Bay standard is not NFC Championship. It is Super Bowl wins. Yeah. It's not good enough. NFC Championships... Not good enough. Winning the not, North, not good enough. Number one seed, not good enough. Unfortunately, I need hardware. I need rings on my finger. It, it, it's a standard by your own success, but you know the last guy you replaced, he was getting to conference championships. He was still doing things. It makes you question this whole GM, the mindset from the organization, from draft night. From the hire of Matt LaFleur, who's, by the way, shouldn't be in this situation. He's a young head coach. By any other standard, he'd be having an amazing coach beginning to his coaching career. By any other standard. But you know what? You're in Green Bay. NFC Championship, not good enough. You're the head coach of the Warriors? Guess what? Steve Kerr, championships are bust. Exactly. You coach LeBron? Guess what? Guess what comes with the territory? Championship or bust. Well, this is what happens when you weren't even a great coordinator. That's an excellent point. 26, 27 in total offense? 27 in total offense. This is who you are. They With, got better when you left, by the way, the Tennessee offense did? Much better. Much improved. Much improved. Derrick Henry's took off after you left. He, he did. He did. Oh, by the way, your MO is the running game. That is your MO. Where was the running game yesterday? That is your MO, right? That's what you're supposed to do best. That's your cream of the crop. That is your bread and butter. And when you fail at what you're supposed to do best at, questions should be asked. Aaron Jones, be Aaron Jones had a terrible game yesterday. Then he got hurt. Aaron Jones had a horrific game. You know what was brought up in that pod when I re-listened to it? Huh. I brought up that the Green Bay Packers should have went after a Bruce Arians type coach. A coach who was all in right now. Let's win. If we and right now, if Tampa loses the Super Bowl, you know what you say? They they went all in. New Orleans right now with Drew Brees, the conversation is oh, this organization should have did more. Should have we went all in. Fuck it. We tried. But you this know why Packer team is saving for tomorrow. They should be playing for today. You know Disgusted why? Because they because Tampa and New Orleans have they have generals and soldiers that are ready to go to war. They have been war tested. They've been there. 
They got they got they got badges. They got stripes. They got ribbons. They got all yeah. that shit. My man, my man, Matt LaFleur, he still got Simlac behind the ear. He, he's new to this. He's a brand new guy. And you're not you're not Sean McVay smart. You're not that like Sean McVay is one of his Sean McVay in Green Bay. Now, that's something that I would have. That's something that I would have loved to see. McVay's a genius. That's a good point. No one's called Matt LaFleur a genius. No one ever thought he was a genius. He's over. He's in over his head. He's outmatched. He shouldn't have this job at all. That's an excellent point. When you look at uh, the young offensive gurus in this league, the Sean McVay's, the Kyle Shanahan's, the the Airbnb enemies, the Andy Reid's, you can you when you watch the game, you can be like, oh man, they won based on that concept. They won. They won that play based on that play call. Oh, you're blitzing. Let's run a screen to the tight to the tight end on that backup left tackle chip screen. Use the over aggressive. You know. It's concepts that you see gurus in this league. You'd be like, oh, they won that on paper. When they do the X and O's, they show they're like, oh, okay, that's how we got open. That's how Hooper Cup is wide the fuck open. When I see Green Bay, I see Aaron Rodgers and Levante Adams magic. I and I see a running game that has not translated in the playoffs when it's needed most. You got big, big AJ Dillon there. Left carries on the field because of Terrible play calling. 62nd overall. High pick, A.J. Dillon. Not not, not seventh. You, you invested the 60 se- 62nd overall pick in this draft. Oh, honestly, a running back you didn't even really need. No, not at all. You need him. You need him. But he had a great game yesterday. He played well. He, football. he needed he more. Have, he should have had more. All right, Tampa. Let me get the notes for Tampa I got. My three-pack. Where's my, where's my six-pack? Uh, Fortnette. 17 touches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. First of all, that touchdown run was amazing. Yeah. I had to look for a second. I thought he was, I thought he was, uh, I thought I was an LSU Tiger. Uh, out there. <laughs> Two, I, I was like, it was a whole lot of purple out there. I didn't know the, uh, the break, the tackle, the spin move uh, over the back touchdown on Kevin King of all people too, as well, man, he was fantastic. That key third down catch he had too, as well. Uh, seven, like I said, 17 touches, 74 yards, an amazing touchdown. Amazing touchdown run. Uh, Fournette was, um, Fournette, he stepped up and I, and I like to see that. I like to say that because his career has been um career's been interesting. He's a, he averages like a 3.9 yards per carry. Um yesterday he got a 4.6. So he got some uh he got some yards after the after the after first contact too. Um Tom Brady, great first half. He was absolutely horrific in the second half. 7 for 14 and three picks. Ugh. Ugh. Um he threw one. Uh one you could you, you can kind of argue for the defensive holding on that one. But interception, uh, the second one, I want to say, yeah, the second one was off the hands of Mike Evans, but the ball was too high. So Tom Brady, another one. And the third one, just threw it in the air. He just closed his eyes and threw up a prayer. And so try to see what's going to happen. Now, you could say that was kind of like a punt, but it's a bad play. It's a bad read. Defender could have caught that, ran it back for a touchdown. Shot the Jair Alexander too, Alexander too as well. Had a phenomenal game. Absolutely. Uh, last point. Um, Todd Bowles should be a head coach in the NFL again. Although Todd Bowles is actually pretty decent up in um, up with the Jets. I feel that uh, the quarterback position wasn't really solidified for him, but his defensive scheme yesterday was it was it was solid, dude. Like we give a lot of we we talk a lot about Aaron Rodgers and uh, the first play calling, but somebody had to be out there playing defense too as well. That Bucks defense looked fast. They were aggressive. They caused multiple turnovers. Um, the hit on Aaron Jones fumble 
completely busted the game wide open where Green Bay was in catch-up mode for the rest of the time. It was it was an amazing performance by Todd Bowles. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what Todd Bowles can do in two weeks because he has this number 10 in red is coming back for his ass again. He tore him up last time, but Todd Bowles, I, I think Todd Bowles should be a head coach again. He, he's, he's a leader of men. Uh, uh, silent on the sidelines. One, he's like, he like got one face. You know, you never see anything else with Todd Bowles. Never see him smile, but you never see him sweat. I like Todd. I like Todd a lot. I like his defenses. Very, very, very tough-nosed defenses. And they always they always find a way to get to the quarterback. Um, What do you – I'll pause on those notes right there. What do you think of uh, the Tampa side of things? If we're critical of Tom Brady, which we have been. I have uh, to be. I mean, these last two playoff games have not been all that. I don't understand the, the media. Whatever. Whatever. Let's find a way well, to win. Somebody's winning these playoff games for them. Tabos. And that defense has played really fucking well. And I mean, they, they're down to their third string safety. Mm-hmm. They're playing aggressive. They're playing physical in your they're face. They're out. playing not to lose. They're, uh, excuse me, they're playing to win. They're not being considered. They're not playing soft cover to Buffalo. Ben, but don't break. Ben, but don't break. No, they're saying, you know what? If you give up the big play, we'll adjust. But until you do so, we're going to keep doing it. And yeah, we're going to be extra physical. Yeah, we're going to hold. You know what? We have the officials to call it every time. Jordan rules. You know what? It worked for Seattle all those years. Mm-hmm. It worked for Seattle all those years. And something I've been calling for, like, yo, press every time you get a chance, especially in the playoffs. Did they get away with a little too much? Yeah. Does it matter? No. <laughs> they won. It worked. All right. The communication on the Devontae Adams play, that's coaching. That's Wednesday in the locker room. Showing film would be like, watch for this. Outstanding job. His tenure with the Jets, there was times I ain't gonna lie, he looked out of place. Did not look like a head coach out on that sideline. Have I said that? It's the New York fucking Jets where everyone has failed. Hopefully the, this <laughs> hopefully they changed they changed management now, so it was different. But it has been a catastrophe where Rex Ryan, who has gone who's the only other head coach to reach back-to-back conference championship games, FYI. Mm-hmm. Was <laughs> their peak of their success. So his defense has been outstanding. His, his defense continues to get better. It's been two years now. Yeah, I like to see Bruce Aarons as head coach. His resume speaks for itself right now. You mean by the way, Todd Bowles, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, head coaches tend to fail on their first visit. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. These are guys who, who struggled mass. Sean Payton was on the block. For a second there. Three straight seven, nine Ross. seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Fucking Philly, let go of Andy Reid. Disaster, by the way. But Oh, oh my God. Um, sometimes you have to fail as a head coach and learn and then get another shot. It's a brutal, it's a brutal fucking position to be a head coach in the NFL. Sometimes you gotta fail to learn. You gotta fail to grow. Yeah, and uh I th- you meant uh Rex Ryan back to back losses in championship games. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yep, yep. So that's that's rarefied air. Matt and Matt Matt and Ryan together. Uh, Matt Ryan, another another disappointing um player in big time games too as well. But story for another day. Um I want to give you some of my uh some of my stats I have here. My player of the game, my play of the game, my MVP, and my uh trash can performance, if I can. Mm-hmm. My play of the game is uh, the Aaron Jones fumble. Uh, second half, I think busted everything wide open. Instead of Green Bay scoring maybe a field goal or a touchdown, make it 
13 or 21 17 the score becomes 28 10 because that's really after that that's when uh tom brady got on the field with the box of course um cameron Bray released wide open the end zone by uh safety amos a green bay touchdown egregious agree oh my god such a bad play god it hurt me watching that and I was on Twitter. Somebody's like, my high school coach would be screaming at me right now if I did some shit like that. I'm like, you know what? You're damn right. Uh, MVP. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm giving it to uh, Leonard Fournette for MVP. I think he was the steady hand that this game needed. He got the tough yards. He, he didn't fumble. And he always got he always seemed to get positive yardage, which put Tom Brady in more favorable position for third and six or third and seven or third and five or, you know, like second and second and seven where time could work a little bit easier. Trash game performance, Matt LaFleur. Uh Kevin King went through him in there too as well. I have no problem. But uh, yeah, Matt LaFleur, his, uh, his, his bad play calling uh, yeah, threw this game completely out of whack. There's no reason Green Bay should be sitting at home right now. They should be preparing for, uh, for Kansas City. But, hey, that's what happens when you hire guys that are out of their league. Kevin King is the, the that play is just indefensible. It's just it just cannot happen. Um, my game ball will go to the Tampa Bay defense. Just the whole defense is hard. Shaq Barrett was dominating. They were killing that offensive mm-hmm. line. Something we don't usually see. Um, Leonard Fournette played well. Uh, uh, played really well as well. He did what they had to do. An incredible concept. Your running back is getting you over four yards of carry. You continue to feed him. An incredible concept. Absolutely. You done with this, Bill Chiefs? Yeah, let's move on. All right, let's do it. So disappointing. All right, Bill Chiefs. Yeah. So this game was different. And I have some I got some notes here too as well. Um, six pack for um between both teams. Mahomes. Well, actually, let me take it back. Let me do an overview first. Um what can I what can I say about Kansas City? No matter – there's no such thing as uh, being up on Kansas City, to be honest. There's <laughs> no such thing. They, they they score at will when they want to. They beat you several different ways. I love their running backs. Tight end, best in the game. Wide receiver, Tyreek Hill. That's my – I think he's the best in the game of that position. And he had the best quarterback in the league, too, as well. With arguably the best head coach in the league. It's too many – too many – too many – best for this team not to go out and do what they need to in two weeks but they took care of business tonight this game was never even close even when they were uh, the bills were up now i know and i know a few chiefs fan i gotta i gotta troll them a little bit because i get my i get your shots in when you can but this game never felt like the bills are even up even with the score could have could have said the score could have said 21 nothing and it still felt like the chiefs were never down and that's just how dangerous they are what'd you think of uh well let me get the bills real quick um a very uninspired performance by uh, Buffalo. They look like they didn't belong in that football field at all. Uh, and, and, and to be honest with you, I can't think of another team in the AFC that would have belonged to be on the field with the Kansas City Chiefs. We said from the get-go, the field or Kansas City, and I, the field is the field is the field is years behind where Kansas City's at right now. Jair. Yeah, Buffalo had a great year. Uh, Josh Allen just isn't quite there in terms of ideeing blitzes and things of that nature, which Kansas City was running over and over and over again. He's just not there, and that's okay. He's a young quarterback. He'll, you hope that he figures that out. Uh, Kansas City said, you can't ID our blitzes. You can't uh, help with pass protections. We're going to keep doing it. 
uh, Kansas City is clearly a monster ahead of anything else. They are they are Frieza on Namek. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. It is like you need Super Saiyan to just to try to compete, and then you need luck on top of it. Mm. All right, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, they 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 like being down because they're bored. It's the best way to put it. They like because they're bored, and they they. You say teams can't turn on a switch. You know what? Kansas City can. They're that, they're that damn fucking good. They have the best tight end in football. They have the best wide receiver in football. I agree. No one strikes fear in you like Tyreek Hill does. By the way, he's not just an outside receiver. He can play the slot. So the versatility is immense. Running back. Uh, he, is, he is Antonio Brown and Deshaun Jackson and Percy Harvin mixed into one. Ugh. We've never seen those anyone of Tyreek Hill to be able to do all of it. To do all of it is incredible. Uh, just what can you say? Best receiver in football, best quarterback in football, best left tackle in football in Swartz. That's a big loss, by the way. But they also yeah, have the best left tackle in football. Is. And they have the best offensive line in football. We, we never see Patrick Mahomes under the rest with a four-man pressure because that offense line is so good. And it starts with Mr. Swartz. And the second best coach in football. I studied Bill Belichick because his goat status there. But yeah. Bill Belichick plus camera is the best head coach in football. I'll that's give you fine. that. <laughs> that's cool. That. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Ty Hill. That's one of my notes too as well. Yeah. Um, dude, what can't this man do? Exactly. A simple five and out. He could take for a 70 yards touchdown, mm-hmm. a deep pass. No one's faster than him. You're not getting, you're not keeping up with him. Mm-hmm. What can't this man do? Exactly. You put three men on him, mm-hmm. one underneath, one, uh, one over top, another one over top of your defender and pray do you have a chance mm-hmm. he is that good i don't who can guard this man this man's unguardable he's nobody. absolutely unguardable nobody he's absolutely he, he is he's the kevin durant of the nfl no one no one's no one's getting next to him no one's stopping him he's going to do what the hell he wants to do and that's not the comparison size why but as far as what they do on the court and field there's no there's nobody stopping them nothing no defense and, it, and we're going a little bit forward, but we saw what happened last time the Bucks and the Chiefs played against each other. Ty Hill, seven catches, couple touchdowns, 200 yards. What was that, the first quarter? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can't do uh-huh. this man. That route that he had, uh, that catch that he had, uh, I forgot what quarter it was. I think it was the uh, first half still, where uh, he, he it was like a, 102 yards in total. The way he was just splitting defenders of the Buffalo Bills, it looked bad, man. It looked like, honestly, it looked like <laughs> – Remember that Lamar Jackson run last year against uh, the Bengals? We just mm-hmm. like the fastest, the quickest player out there. Yep. Doing whatever the hell he wanted to. It was like that. It's like taking a player, 99 overall, everything on Madden, and having him play against uh NFL Europe team when that thing was going on. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do. The talent level is just too much. It's too much, man. And it proved today in Buffalo. Now it's a little bit. The only thing I was worried about when it came to Kansas City is that this switch. Because the last six games of their regular season, they their games are pretty close. They're allowing teams that I feel they're inferior to hang around and compete with them and almost beat them. The Dolphins, the Panthers, the Falcons. Mm-hmm. But they showed me. And I was told this too as well. They could turn on when they need to turn it on. That's the one thing I was curious about. Mm-hmm. And like, and I believe you said this too. So I like the Warriors the second year. Mm-hmm. They're bored of the process. They just want to get to they just want to get to the they want to get to the finals. They want to get the Super Bowl and just and then from there we'll make it happen because we're just too good. We can coast in professional NFL games and still come up with a W. Mm-hmm. That's scary, dude. That's absolutely scary. 
Ty Hill, best wide receiver football, can run every single route, even routes from the backfield, because he used to be a running back in college too as well. Mm -hmm. There's not one place in the field you could put this man at, and he won't succeed. Um, I'm going with a few more notes. Uh, we already touched on Chiefs defense being spectacular. Yeah, they just confused uh, Josh Allen all night. And no more to hit on that one. And I'll touch on this one too as well. Uh, Mahomes, incredible. Absolutely incredible. That's that's my bet. That's the best quarterback to me that I, I think I may have ever seen at a skill-wise position. He's done things on the field that I have not seen any other quarterback do, including Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Awareness yeah. is way too high. He can make every single throw, sidearm, overarm. It's, it doesn't matter. Behind the back. I mean, this man can do everything. No look passes. This man's skill level is absolutely incredible. And this feel for the game is something that we've seen from the greats. And he's only, what, 25? I'm off it. What you got? Uh, as for Mahomes, he is the best of John Elway and the best of Brett Favre combined. And then mm. add a Super Saiyan 2 on top of that. <laughs> like that's just how great he is in, in that play style in terms of just the arm angles and the beat. Just, I mean... Fuck it, y'all already heard everything you need to hear about Mahomes. I ain't gonna tell you what y'all already don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. This Chiefs defense really quickly played. They had a game plan. I like that the Chiefs don't. Again, the theme of this playoffs has been defenses not playing scared. Get in your face. Play aggressive. Blitz. That's the name of the game. You have to play on third and long. You have to play to get off the field. You cannot play soft cover three on third and ten anymore. This is a new NFL. That just does not cut it. You have to play. You have to be aggressive. You have to take chances. You know what? You keep saying something here, and it's time for you to finally comment on it. Uh, you mentioned we mentioned before in previous pods that you had to fight fire with fire. Mm-hmm. I've been critical of teams drafting um, defensive tackles when most of the league is playing shotgun and passing sixty percent right. of the time. Right. Unless you're in like an Aaron Donald level talent, you know. They could be they could be had quick passes can take neutralize them and get them out of here. Especially with receivers like Ty Hill. It doesn't that doesn't really matter. But when it comes to outside pressure, your DNs, your outside linebackers, you know, safeties that can even get up in the box in a blitz. As offenses become more complex and the rules, you know, the rules do favor the offense. But as a defense, like you say, you can't just sit back and just, you know, play your little zone and hope for the best. You have to get up in somebody's face. How, they got six blockers. Bring seven. Fuck it. Bring eight. You got to shorten the time down. Well, it's quarterbacks. They're processing things very fast, very quick. The hot routes are amazing. So I like how uh, 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 the Chiefs, they never let Josh Allen get settled. Another I him get comfortable. He had a few uh, He had a few runs when the play broke down, but his passing, he, he didn't threaten him once. Uh, Stephon Diggs. I'm going to get to my Bills notes. Stephon Diggs, where were you? MIA. And that's because of the pressure that was created by Kansas City. They couldn't get in the rhythm with Josh Allen. For most of the game, most of, most of the game, I know he finished with six, six catches for 77 yards. Most of the game, Stephon Diggs, my guy from Maryland too as well, was stuck at two catches for 12 yards. That's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, also, the lack of a run game. Buffalo. Devin Singletary, TJ Yeldon, and uh, Zach Moss, he was hurt. But I want to say they six uh, – oh, God, just top of the head. I think Singletary was like six for 17. Um, Yeldon was under 20 yards too as well. Just disgusting. Like, you're going on a road in a hostile environment. I know it's not a fans there, but still enough. 
and you're going against a defense that's completely rabid, and you're gonna walk over there with no type of run game, and a young quarterback that doesn't do well with a lot of pressure, it's a recipe for disaster. Buffalo had no business being on that field last night. It was it was an accomplishment getting there. That's one of those teams that's just they're just happy getting there. Like if that was Washington yesterday. And uh, against either, I know they played against Tampa or they would have played against Green Bay if they would have won, but let's say they played against Washington, Tampa or Green Bay. I've just been happy they were there. Yeah. As a Buffalo Bills fan, you have nothing to hang your head for, head about. At the many, many years, I think it's what, like 15, 17 years in missing the playoffs? Oh, more now, than that. Yeah. Now you're playoffs back-to-back years with the AFC Championship appearance. Oh, yeah. Now you're going to do some things in the offseason <laughs> to improve that offense a lot. You're gonna need some firepower to keep up with this, and you're gonna need some um some more goons on defense too as well. If you're gonna put Patrick Mahomes on his back, that's the only well, way you have a chance. Well, as far as the offense, I thought they have talent on that offensive side. Uh, they Josh Allen, they have Diggs, they have Cole. Cole Beasley's an excellent player who's just hurt Cole, by the way. Cole, Cole Beasley's an excellent a, slot player. He had a broken fibula in the game. Did you hear? I about know. That? Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. He was hurt. But what I was trying to say is uh, they were outclassed by the Chiefs, but that. A lot of it will come down to just age, maturation, that Josh Allen was late, reading coverages. Tony Romo was calling it a lot. Like, yo, it's it's they were playing, disguising and playing cover too. Just take the check down. That's what they're giving you. But he he would look for digs, hold on to the ball. Pressure came. Y'all saw the game. So I think Josh Allen has another step to take. He's made phenomenal fucking strides. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he shut me the fuck up this year. He did. And with Zach Moss, they'll be uh, better in a – contention they, a lot of their growth they need it for a loss and and that's typically the step teams make that you have you have to lose in close games oh no this ain't close game you have to lose to, to expose your weaknesses and grow a lot of it was just a youth issue they'll be better not i didn't say to be kansas city but they'll be better i like Diggs uh watching their um the kansas like city the race yeah. race trophy up i like to see that yeah. it builds fire for next year yeah. now they do need they do they need some more firepower up in that offense. They need, they need something else. They need something else. They can't they can't walk next year against Kansas City. They get there and think that's the, their current setup is going to win. They need a better interior old line play. A little disappointed by that. Well, that's part of the reason why the run game was lacking. Yeah, absolutely. For yeah. a deep reason, if that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, their backs just didn't look explosive, regardless. And like I said, Zach Moss was injured. Well, I think he's their best back on their team. But yep, hey, you have that to hang your head about. You lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. And it is, and I like the the Bills Mafia. A lot of their fans were there uh, waiting for the team when they got back. Great fan base. So. I think they were down to Singletary's their third back. They were down their their two. Singletary, Singletary, he was. Uh, he's, I know he started the year, but he's been. They've worked Zach Moss in a lot more, and Yeldon was even getting some work yesterday too as well. So I thought there was another back. I might be wrong. It was definitely yeah, Zach. Zach. I said Zach Moss was hurt, but I don't know. But those are two that really got the uh, the run yesterday. Yeah. Josh Allen. Question: Do you think he has a maturity issue still? No, I thought he he's made phenomenal strides. What do you mean by oh, maturity? Like reading blitzes and not, stuff? Not, not game-wise. I'm talking like gamemanship-wise or personal-wise. I'm, I'm pretty much bringing up that uh, that little scuffle that happened. Oh, I mean, he shouldn't do the football, but he did get – he got that – he got a free cheap shot by that defense. The whistle had blown, two steps, took a hit. That flag should have been called. Um, I felt the whistle was blown, but he was already in the process of getting dragged to the ground. Yeah, but then the help defender came. That's my issue. When the second defender came. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have a big problem with him doing that. You know what I mean? I don't. I mean, whatever. But I'm just going to something. I'm just going to monitor going forward. I'm just. I'm just curious. I'm absolutely curious. 
Yeah, that's fair. Because it's, it's a lot of quarterbacks I don't expect to see that from. And I can name a bunch of them. Your Russell Wilson's, your Aaron Rodgers, your Tom Brady's, your Patrick Mahomes. Like they have, like they've been they've been dragged down and beat up many times. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm actually curious. We'll see. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really. Um. I didn't like the way either one of them reacted to that. To be honest, the uh, Okafor and uh and uh, yeah, Josh Allen. I agree with that. But Josh Allen being the quarterback, I expect. Let your office lineman do the dirty work. Like the office lineman came pushing, but uh, pushed. Um, they, they got into with the Chiefs. I'm fine with that. Got no problem with that one. But I don't know. I don't. I don't like seeing things like that. I only seeing that from from my quarterbacks. That's where your guards and tackles are there for. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to hold it against them. I'm not going to think anything otherwise. So just just something just something to monitor going forward. Um, play of the game for me. Is really the drive for the game. When the Chiefs were uh, down nine nothing, they came down and just scored a touchdown. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, "This game is pretty much over already." <laughs> they can do that that easy with no problem. There's nothing that Buffalo can do. The only reason Buffalo even got that touchdown is because Miko Harmon fumbled the punt. So MVP Ty Hill goes without saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, trash can performance. I'm I'm putting the Bills running back room on um on blast for this one. Absolute horrific performance. I didn't. I didn't like what I saw at all from their running backs. Uh, I have. I have someone else. Sean McDermott. Uh, those two field goals. I did not understand. Um, even in the post game press conference, he said he would take one of them back. But the to take the he said he would take the three points at the end of the half again. Paraphrasing that, that made me raise my eyebrow as to why would you take a field goal over the Chiefs? You have to play perfect football, and then things have to go your way. Field goals ain't that part of the recipe to beating the, the Chiefs. Yeah, and you can I mean, what we always say it. They score touchdowns, you can't come down and you know, fourth and two and punt it. And no. you're at your own or you're at you're at the uh you're at your own 48 yard line. Yeah. I mean they could score so much at will. I'd rather for them to have a shorter yardage to work with. Yeah. And, and then them driving and wasting clock for like 80 yards. They're gonna score, they're gonna score. There's really nothing you really could do. If you're gonna give it up anyway, why not? Give yourself a chance. If they're gonna score, your defense is being shredded like 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 Green Bay Packer cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then why <laughs> why even consider it? By the way, real quick, I hate to bring this up, but I, someone brought up a good, good point. Another incentive to go for it on that Matt Lafleur is the field position game. Even if you don't get it, you would have got better field position than kicking the kickoff. That sidebar there, but field goes yep, ain't gonna exactly. cut it. Yep, field goes ain't gonna cut it. You have to do touchdowns. I, I, Anything past your forty yard line and fourth and three or less, I would, I would go for it. Especially if I'm past the fifty. Common common rules do not apply to the Kansas City Chiefs in 2021. Sound disciplined football is not good enough because they're just that fucking good. Yeah, you can't come in here and grind the ball out and it's think not gonna you know, work. And, you know play tough nose defense when you got cheat codes like Travis Kelsey, who's a, a tight end, a wide, a wide receiver, a tight end's body. Yep. And you got an Olympic track star named Tyreek Hill. That's also a really, really good football player too, as well. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing, nothing you can, nothing yeah, you can you do, do about that. Yep. Oh, so, by the way, uh, I was surprised Mahomes played so well early, just because he didn't play Week 17 by week concussion in the first half. He played one half of football in a month, and you couldn't tell. Think about that. He played one half of football in a month, and you could not tell. Oh, by the way, we're Turto. Ridiculous! The dude, the dude is on his way to ghost status. I don't, I don't use that lightly. 
Hey, I saw him. Yeah, same here. I agree. I saw him run a little bit. He looked a little. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, it was good. But I think he. I mean, rest him up. He'll be good for uh, a. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, 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 he'll be fine. All right. So real quick, we're gonna break down, of course, a whole pod with this. That's a little teaser for everybody. So we ain't gonna waste it now. But um, what's your initial thoughts on Bucks Chiefs? Uh, I'm really interested. That much Swartz left tackle injury is massive. When you're going to get Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul and that Bucks defensive line, and the, the first recipe to beating the, the Chiefs is getting pressure, which no team has been able to do until San Francisco last year, who had the best version of success for three and a half quarters of football. Oh, my God. Yeah, they did. That could be big because now maybe you have to get a tight end or running back to chip to help out, and that just changes the alignment. We know the Bucks aren't going to play scared. Bruce Aarons is going to go for it. You know, he's not going to pull the Matt LaFleur. I mean, the man's going to drink his scotch in the night, so he's confident in who he is, win or, lo- win or lose. Love All right. Scotch. Does love his scotch. Uh, we'll see what happens. Be interesting. Those are concepts. Um, I'm curious what Todd – the matchup for me is Todd Bowles versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we praised both these men. For pretty much this entire playoff run, that is going to decide the game because Robert Salah, I think I'm saying his name right, new coach for the Jets, um, his game plan last year against Patrick Mahomes in the, in the Super Bowl was pretty fucking fantastic. <laughs> it was a really good game plan. What happens that Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill hooked up 45 yards, broke the game open. But set before that. They were doing things. And F49's nice defense is a lot better than um than uh this uh Bucks defense that we already seen get shredded by him. But then you also got Tom Brady too as well. And it's one thing that I've learned in professional football, in sports in general, is that you don't bet against Brady. You don't bet against Brady, man. Six of nine Super Bowls. 21 years, 10 Super Bowls. I mean, every single time that we think this man is finished, it's done, this is it. He shuts you up completely. And First I think <laughs> shame on y'all, because I have never thought that. I mean, how many times I have to teach you this lesson? Tom Ray, how many times I have to teach you this lesson, young man? <laughs> he was the he was Clint Eastwood. Get off my lawn. You, hear you get off his lawn. There. You hear the people <laughs> talking. No, hey, this year, the way the way the Bucks look like in like week seven, week eight. Don't tell me you thought they were going to be in the situation right now. I didn't be in Super Bowl, but I think Tom Brady was was done by any means. I defended Tom Brady. I'm on record. You at the peak Tom- of the heap. Yeah, we we both we both laid wood into Tom Brady too as well. We have, but he's Tom Brady for a reason, and we're gonna get to uh all those fun things. What's this? It's Super Bowl Fifty Six. Damn. Uh, let me check. Yeah, check on that real quick. All right. So why you check on that? Um. All right. Real quick. This is going to be another podcast segment where me and Jai actually break down what we think of uh, the coaches that have been hired in the NFL, their uh, new strategies, and what kind of success they should have with their teams. But we just want to go through our initial reactions right now with uh, all the coaching hires, hires uh, yeah, coaching hires, even uh, the Texans. I know they don't have a coach as of right now, Monday night, but we'll still talk on what we think could happen there. So did you find that uh, information about the Super Bowl? What's that? 55. 55. See, double nickel. Love it. All right. So 
first coaching hire, uh, Robert Salah with the Jets. Reminds me of Ron. If it's a coordinator from the 49ers, what'd you think? Reminds me of Ron Rivera to the Washington football team. I, mm-hmm. I instantly had you instantly have credibility. And that's something that the Jets, the Washington football team had lacked for years. And that is something that the Jets have lacked since, well, I don't know, since I've been born. All right. Since Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. I don't, I don't know. They have an identity. You know, this team is going to be tough, nose, physical. You know that that GM, by the way, has drafted well. This Jet team is closer to, I think it'll be a quick rebuild. Uh, Robert Salah has overachieved with the 49ers defense, especially this year. With I said that as a compliment, by the, especially by the way. Especially this year. Especially, especially this, year. this year with the injuries. They were still playing tough, still playing competitive, still yielded a top 10 defense, I believe. Man is deserving of what we said was the best head coaching vacancy in the NFL, and I still believe that. And it reflects that they got, in my opinion, the best candidate on the board. Right. I mean, one game that strikes me out, strikes me out in particular for this past year was 49ers versus the Cardinals late in the season. Where they completely shut down um, Kyler Murray and that offense, and and DeAndre Hopkins too as well. His, I've always respected his defense. Last year they were a juggernaut. They had everyone. They had all the injuries, and yet they were still playing hard nosed football. Mm-hmm. This is the man that can get the best out of his players. This man looks like he can change the culture. Yes, because he walked in there with um, he walked in there with um, Kyle Shanahan. That's when the 49ers weren't very good. Mm-hmm. They were not very good, and together. Mm-hmm. They changed that culture completely. He's he, and the thing is that he's a good animated too as well. Mm-hmm. He he has his X's and O's, and he's also uh, he's also an energy. Pete Carroll kind of remind me Pete Carroll type guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rama Vera when it comes to the defense as far as IQ, I love it. Absolutely can't wait to see what he does with the Jets, and I'm excited to see what he does with this draft because it's going to be extremely important the moves they make because they have a lot of first round picks this year and next. So mm-hmm. we're gonna see what happens. Um, Arthur Smith, Falcons, former OC, office coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Your thoughts? If uh, the previous Tennessee Titans coach was a reflection, Atlanta will go back to blowing huge games. <laughs> that is my take. One thing about this that tells me is that, <laughs> first of all, that's <laughs> accurate. We <laughs> <laughs> know it to be true. Uh, one thing that tells me, Atlanta's going to run the fucking, they're going to run the fucking football, dude. They're gonna run the fucking football. Arthur Arthur Smith, he loved hey, Dick Harris has had some of his best years with Arthur Smith running that football. Yeah, but the way that team is built, do you really want to be running the ball like 60% of the time with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley? And, Julio uh, Jones is breaking down before our very eyes. The man is still top 10 receiver at worst. He's breaking down before our very eyes. I need Calvin I need Calvin Ridley help. is a stud. Calvin really is, but I, I, do you have questions about Matt Ryan going for it? I've always had questions about Matt Ryan. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, put, get, get me a, a they're gonna get, I know who their running back's going to be. It's not on their roster right now. It's not Edo Smith. It's not Todd Gurley, who I think I may be looking at retirement for Todd Gurley. I'm, I've been worried about his knees for two years now. They're arthritic. I want you to have quality of life, my guy. He clearly doesn't have the burst that he had. It's, I'm sorry it's gone. Like, I hate to say it, but it's just not there. And if all my Georgia fans that love when Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley came on, it was for nostalgia. Let's, it's oh, I that if you remember from the from the get. I that was I didn't understand that. But I mean, you would do you trust this coach to develop a young quarterback? I don't know. Meh. I don't. I don't run know. the ball, but I don't know if that's really what you want in Atlanta. Well, I mean, Ryan Tannehill has some good years with uh, Arthur Smith. His best years, his career, and so did Derrick Henry. So we'll see. But the thing is that I, yeah, Atlanta, yes, they need it. 
get a running game. Get a running game. Why not? You you haven't had one in a while. You've been, you've been parading the ghost of uh, Devontae Freeman for a couple of years. What I've been saying, this man is washed. <laughs> this man loves Devontae Freeman. It's like he had three, he had a couple great games in 2015, and I've been riding that for four, five, four or five years. You finally got rid of him this year. And I have nothing against Devontae as a person, but just as a player, we need some new juice. We need some new some new legs. So we'll see what kind of back they get in the draft. I'm kind of curious. Me personally, I don't know how it could work out, but um, if ETN from Clemson went to um went to Atlanta, I'll be very, very excited to see that. I give it enough. Not really, but that's how I feel. <laughs> no, I think you would, you would want a, a it's a quarterback driven league. Give me a quarterback driven coach, not a running back driven coach, because there's a ceiling to that, as we've seen in Tennessee and in Green Bay. Hey, I mean, this is true too as well. But I mean, at the same time, I like I like I like to have the threat. I like the threat to be there. Oh, they'll, they'll threat. They'll just blow the big game. <laughs> <laughs> you might get there though. I mean, hey. Nothing will fundamentally change. Urban Meyer, Jaguars. I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. Um, I don't know how I feel about it either. I have a prediction, though. Here's my biggest gripe. You you left Florida. You cited some family issues. Mm-hmm. Ohio State. Not, some not pretty stuff, to put mm-hmm. it at best. We'll leave it at that. Absolutely. But you you cited uh, let me get back to Florida. You cited uh, the stress of being the Florida Gator head coach that it's championship or bust. Uh, Mr. Urban Meyer, you are now an NFL head coach. Oh, by the way, the reports were coming out that Jacksonville was getting frustrated because it sounded like you didn't want to commit. You didn't want to put a ring on the finger. You weren't sure if you wanted to come out of retirement in the book of Fox Sports with Reggie Bush and Matt Leonard. Sounded like he was cozy, and now guess what? You going to the NFL? I know it's Jacksonville, but damn, bro. NFL press conference, you're going to be playing Sunday night, Monday night? You're going to have questions to answer? Yeah, I got some concerns about Urban Meyer and his commitment. Does he really want this? Or does he feel like he has to? This is going to happen. They're going to draft Ter- uh, Trevor Lawrence. They're going to be like, I don't know, 6-10 first year. The next year, they may go like 9-7. Because Jacksonville has a lot of good pieces there. They just need a good football mind. Now, Urban Meyer is a hell of a football mind. Let's not get that twisted at all. The next year, third year, they go like 10 to 6. Don't get to the wild card. All right. They're going to win a game. They'll lose in divisional. The Urban Meyer will retire from football. Because that's usually what happens, right? <laughs> that's, that's like what happens. The man has success and then he immediately walks away from it. I'm not. <sighs> I have a lot of questions with Urban Meyer being the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm worried about his commitment. I worry about his transition from college to pro. And I'm curious exactly how he's going to do at the next level when he can't recruit everybody, when he can't get all the best players. Because them Florida teams were amazingly stacked. Those uh, Ohio State teams were amazingly stacked. Now, I said there's good talent in Jacksonville, but it's not anything he's used to dealing with. Never saw our receiver core. I like it. James Robinson running back. I'm a fan. Trevor Lawrence. So it takes some time to develop, though. We'll see. We'll see. I'm curious. I think 
or I think Urban Meyer's going to pull the Urban Meyer. He's going to do what he always does. Get success, then walk away. Not to mention, you say you had stress and family issues, and you take an NFL coaching job. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like I have it's like hey Jair, I got a drinking problem, baby. Hey, let's go out to let's go out to Vegas. Yeah, like yo, there's not too many more stressful outside of like air traffic control and like a, a surgeon doctor. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, like yo, a tough tough gig. Yeah, I have questions. I have huge questions. And by the way, your your college system offenses, I mean, what's some what's that read option that the defense has caught on to now in 2021? Ah, ah. He's still a great it. football mind. He's still a great football mind. He's a great college football mind. That does not translate to the NFL. Well, a lot of college Ask football translated to the NFL. That is true. I'll give you that. So but I, I don't know if Urban Meyer is 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 part of that in his schemes and, and stuff. He was you can put respect on Urban Meyer saying he ain't gonna just why he has done nothing in the NFL, nothing in the NFL, but he's a, still a, a good football mind in college. This is the NFL. This is we the don't know league. what it's gonna be. We have no idea. I don't, but he don't deserve no benefit of the doubt. Like you have done nothing in the NFL. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he, he. I mean, at the same time, he hasn't not done anything in the NFL. That's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is the NFL. It comes with the spotlight. Nah, it is, and I want to see him in the press conferences when they're like two and seven. Well, what happens when Urban Meyer makes oh. the bad call and you throw a bad challenge? Dude, what if he goes for uh, Bob Petrino with the Falcons? I hope nobody goes to that. That was a tr- an atrocity. <laughs> what if he does? What if he says, you know what? You know what? Honestly, can't, can't you see it? The Jaguars are like 4 and 11, and Urban Meyer steps down. I can see it. Oh, oh man, dude. Like, I'm saying, I don't know. His track record, it's like hiring Josh McDaniels. Your track record scares me. <laughs> Who would you rather hire? Urban, Urban Meyer or Josh McDaniels? Oh, neither. <laughs> Who's the Falcon head coach? <laughs> neither. <laughs> neither. I, don't, I have questions. Because like that college offense isn't some rather creative, explosive, innovative offense that just has an air raid uh, offense that we haven't seen in the NFL fell that kind of broke barriers this is a read option take what the defense gives you and win based off of just athletes and that's the thing too as well recruiting he did that well in college oh no doubt yeah recruiting no doubt. in the nfl you're not yeah doing that here. he has done nothing in the nfl ah uh... all right brandon staley chargers the former uh defensive coordinator for the uh, los angeles rams actually real quick let's go back to Meyer. Uh, okay. sorry we look at his quarterbacks they ain't really translated to the pro level. Alex Smith? I'll give him Alex Smith. Can't Even then, it, it took Andy Reid. Can't. <laughs> get, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I was like, what? Oh, that's right. Question. Get out of here. I mean, you brought up Josh McDaniel. The Tim Tebow, did he really get better under Urban Meyer? Great college quarterback. Nah, so much in the NFL. This kiss, but the thing is that he's not getting one of he's not getting he's not gonna draft Justin Fields, he's gonna draft Trevor Lawrence. So, well, there's questions on that too. Look, we've seen before a bad coach, Matt LaFure, can win with a great quarterback. Yes, we have. Oh, Mike, Mike McCarthy, and that bad coach thing too, as well. But so, I don't know, we, we'll see. I'm just we'll I'm see. Just we'll see. Quitting. I'm just worried about him quitting. Is it that too? The man's older now and he's cited family issues. <laughs> Those don't go away as you get older. Like you said, he yeah. was tough. it's hard to get out that booth, man. No doubt. No doubt. 
dude, you're going from flaffing me. Like Jay Z said, you're going from it's hard to go back, uh, go from flaffing, uh, flaffing. God, I can't say it. Shit. It's hard to go from fine steak. I'm a porky pig out here. It's hard to go from fine steak to uh, back to hamburger helper. Oh, yeah. Play mignon. There it is. Got it. Jesus. <sighs> Ermire, we're, we're, is, it too, is it too early to put that man on the hot seat? Who are we talking about? Urban Meyer. <laughs> nah, that's ridiculous. I, I feel like he comes with the hot seat, to be honest. Yeah, I do too. If they start owing, well, it, is, it, it depends how they look. If they start, oh, ah, well, that's, team not, that's not a team in win now mode, so I don't know. My <laughs> biggest concern is Urban Meyer quitting on the team thing before he gets fired. My odds would be towards quitting. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Like I said, he comes, he brings his own hot seat with him. Um. All right, so like like I mentioned, uh, Brandon Staley, head coach, Chargers, former defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. If I could take this one first, please. Go. A completely uninspiring hiring, if you ask me. Um, I do like the uh, the defenses from uh, Los Angeles under his watch, but you, Justin Herbert and defense was – they had a problem with some defense too as well, but Justin Herbert, your quarterback, I, I kind of want to marry him with the head coach – that off like a good offensive mind. I don't know if I really want a defensive guy that and defensive hit defensive coaches as um defensive coordinators as coaches. I mean, who are they usually? Hey, don't turn my ball over. Don't put my defense in a bad spot. <laughs> Be safe for my football. With um with uh Justin Herbert, I want him fling that ball all around. You ain't a mistake. Okay, baby, that's fine. We won't get that ball back. I want to rebuild Kansas City with the Los Angeles Chargers, because they have the offense out there that is godly. The offense this year looks amazing. And Herbert, goddamn, I got my foot in my mouth from that one from draft night. <laughs> that man went out there and put up numbers. Mm-hmm. Offensive rookie of the year. Crown his ass. I want I want a coach that's going to – that's an offensive I – want, I want someone that's progressive in their offense, not a defensive mind running my team. Not, not saying it can't work, but I don't want my guy held back do the defensive principles that comes with the defensive head coach, Jair. It's a good point. And something you're concerned about uh, essentially a Brian Flores 2.0 situation, which I think is really hurt. Ron Rivera with Alex Smith. That's why he loves so much. Uh, that, that too. Although, uh, yeah. Um, having said that, this Rams defense, <laughs> I always thought on the Wade Phillips, they were kind of underachieving. Cause they, I thought they always had talent to be an elite defense, but they were, they were like, not quite to that standard. This defense ball the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And mind you, with Jared Goff having an off week year, with no quarterback support, this defense balled the fuck out and got an upgrade taken over for Wade Phillips. This defense got significantly better. They look like they were in positions. I like the hire. They got to get the, which now makes the offensive coordinator position critical. You got to get that right. Because we've seen Justin Herbert with with mediocre coaches. Yeah, and I, I think they oh, – God damn, I'm going to look it up real quick. But I'm, I'm looking for a name here. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Like I said, the defense was um, he was fantastic, but I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about uh, Justin Herbert, my quarterback. Um, Nixon Ranning, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, office coordinator from the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, my God, think? the Philadelphia Eagles in management. What the fuck are y'all doing? I understand this. Y'all choose Carson Wentz over your Super Bowl winning head coach? Have you seen Carson Wentz play? How awful he fucking looks! I mean, goodness gracious! Oh, pause right there, real quick. Uh, Joe Lombardi tracking to become the new offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Chargers. 
That's your guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He is well respected. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He's a Saints guy. What do you think about he's that? He's a Saints guy. Well, I mean, quarterback. We'll see what happens. The other Sean Payton, uh, Jim Bob Cooter. No, he wasn't a. No, he wasn't a Saint. Um, I don't know. What, I like I'm Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, I'm tripping on that. I don't know what where I was going with that. We'll see what happens. Well respected within the room. It's kind of hard to tell when Sean Payton is your head coach and you got Pete Carmichael and Drew Brees. How much credit do you get? Mm-hmm. We'll say this. Backup quarterbacks last two years. Saints are eight and one, seven and one. It's true. There's something to be and, said about and he's the grandson of Vince Lombardi. Got that Lombardi blood, baby. Let me tell you, you could do worse. That's for sure. I mean, why not a Sean Payton protege? Why not a quarterback coach under Sean Payton protege? And Drew Brees got better, like under the Saints, uh, especially per, per, I'm talking about even those earliest when he was with us. He got better than what he was as a Charger. So we'll see. We'll see. Also, and in, in, in a coincide with that uh, transition from Lombardi possibly getting hired to the Chargers, the old Chargers coordinator, uh, Shane uh, Shechen, I want to make sure I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. is now Nick Sarani's new office coordinator in Philly. So please continue your rant with that. Oh, Philadelphia. I mean, you made a you, you, you take Rosie Howard over your Super Bowl winning head coach. This is a disaster in the making. I don't understand that at all. It's awful. You chose Carson Wentz, huh? Your team got better. I don't even like Jalen Hurts, but your team undoubtedly got better with Jalen Hurts on their center. They did. Oh, disgusting. You know what disgusts me is that they fired Andy Reid only to hire an Andy Reid disciple, Doug Peterson to watch another Andy Reid disciple under Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, go have success in Indianapolis, to go hire a Frank Reich disciple and, <laughs> and Nick Serrani. So basically, you should have just kept fucking Andy Reid if you're going to keep poaching from his tree. Yep. I feel like Andy Reid should have got fired in the first place, if you ask me. Oh, definitely not. But, I mean, they did win it with Doug Peterson, and Doug Peterson would be the Andy number Reed one. regardless. We don't know that. I got to give Doug Peterson his credit. I mean, you win with Nick Foles. You're going to get my credit. I'm going to give him credit, though. I'm not going to take any of that. With and Andy Reid ain't, ain't won nothing without Mahomes either. So I'm going to give Doug Peterson his credit on that. Uh, speaking of which, Doug Peterson deserves to be the number one candidate next year. What he did with that team and that front management by Philadelphia, they have not drafted well. No. They have not played free agency well. They've no. let key players go. Yep. We said it on draft night. They took Jalen Rager. We were like, huh? What? <laughs> With Justin Jefferson what? still sitting there? What are you doing? Did you see them? There's a picture of the Minnesota front office doing backflips. Because you took Rager over Justin Jefferson. Yeah, doing Rager backflips. Was, Rager was a bad pick. Rager was not a good pick. They tried That's to just one example. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, just, I'm done. <laughs> just, the front office has been a disaster. A disaster in every sense of the way. All haven't right. drafted well. Haven't played free agency well. Awful. Doug Peterson, number one head coach next year. Yeah, I agree with that too as well. Um, Nick Sarandon, um, welcome to the NFC East. We gonna see. We gonna see. We gonna see what's gonna happen here. And also for the record, Ron Rivera is now the highest tenured coach in the NFC East <laughs> with uh, having one year under his belt. <laughs> he got hired a little bit before Joe Judge did. So, and Mike McCarthy. So, Ron Rivera for uh for tenure in the NFC seniority. Your head coaching in the NFC East is. Okay. Y'all are like like the Pac-12 college football coaches. Hey, easy, baby. Easy, baby. We made it. My, my boys made the playoffs this not year. Not you. Don't take not talking about Ron Rivera. Take Ron Rivera out and the rest is. Oh, yeah. It's just, oh. yeah. These guys, when he, these guys get fired from college programs. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> hey, last coaching hire. 
Dan Campbell with the Detroit Lions. You love Dan Campbell. <laughs> Actually, like I, South like, Park I like Dan Campbell with the tight end. I'm like <laughs> Dan Campbell, the head coach. It's a, it's a huge difference. Uh, no, he reminds me. He reminds me like one of those old school coaches with like the the high shorts, the uh, the whistle <laughs> with the polo, the high socks. Absolutely, yeah. He loves coaching the offensive line, but he's a head coach. Like you need to coach the whole entire team. He screams and rah rahs a lot in the locker room, mm-hmm. and then you go out and get your ass whooped by twenty five. <laughs> he look, he reminds me of like an extra from like the Little Giants. Wow, that's very disrespectful. I don't give a damn. That press conference was ridiculous. We're going to bite your kneecaps. We're going to come back up. You're going to knock a tooth out. Then we're going to put it back in and knock your tooth out. We're going to fall again. We're going to bite your other kneecap. Then we're going to, we're going to get back up and then we're going to fall back down and then we're going to bite your neck and we're going to castrate a motherfucker. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is going on out here? Dude, are you, you talking football or not, man? He hired Anthony Lynn as his OC. I am a fan of uh, Anthony Lynn. I'm not a fan of Anthony Lynn's time management as a head coach, though. I thought he was horrific when it came to that. I understand why he got fired. You know, there's not a lot of black head coaches out there, but I understand Anthony Lynn getting let go. It is what it is. Uh, Dan Campbell. (laughs) You know what? I don't want to talk about this man right now. Jaya, what you got? Yeah. Uh, If you remember, he he replaced Adam Gates in Miami and the interim coach. They played significantly better. I remember that too as well. I remember Uh, that. I remember in my 2015. The team played like they did the super, they did the Kyle Cam boost uh, with Dan Campbell. Teams always usually play a lot better when the head coach gets fired. That is true. That's a really good point. Uh, Becomes a, this isn't like out of the blue with Detroit. Uh, Teams have been interviewing Dan Campbell. This isn't like something like, oh, we're just going to hire that crazy motherfucker from South Park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what this is. Look, he's a protege. He was the assistant head coach of the Saints. He wasn't just a tight end coach. Um, we'll see what it is. I'll tell you one thing. He's aware of of Detroit and their identity the past few years. The, he didn't romanticize it at all. But yeah, we got to play tough. We got to be physical. I'll tell you one thing too. He's, he's closer to like, they never said that go of Jim Caldwell. I mean, then they hired Matt Patricia. Who, by the way, <laughs> Nick Wright actually brought this to my attention. The play calling seat is laminated and he has a pencil in his ear. <laughs> I'm not a rocket scientist, but I know that shit does not fucking work, bro. Look, we all know Belichick's tree is garbage. Outside, like Brian awful. Flores. And even then, there's yeah. somebody else too, as well. That's not too bad. There is no one else. Josh McDaniel? No, no, he was, he was awful. But Brian Flores. Oh, and uh, maybe, oh, maybe Joe Judge. We'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, six and 10. Great start. Uh, <laughs> great start. No, but this is a team. They're gonna play hard. They're gonna be disciplined. And listen, you go, you go eight and eight in Detroit next year. That's a really good season. Who's gonna be the quarterback next year? Matthew Stafford is gone. We know this. We can we can tie this in now, Matthew. And yes. the thing is that they said that they said that before you both get the, him the GM before you both get hired, Matthew Stafford's out. You don't have Matthew Stafford, right? And then with that, it might be harder to attract another head coach. So. It makes sense that Dan Campbell would be available. I don't. Is Dan Campbell a good X, X's and O's guy, or is he just you know just tough nose football? Put tough nose football, but he away. but he knows that he's not X's and O's, so he's gonna put an emphasis on coordinators. If that makes sense, and, he and knows that's what he's said not. Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn's a good a good coordinator. That's a good and job. He, yeah, and he took the Saints uh, defensive secondary coach Aaron, Aaron Glenn uh, to with them. So there you go. How you feel about that? Hey, that's that's yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Good heart. So you're 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 behind the Dan Campbell hire. 
Yeah, you're Detroit. I mean, you're not you're not trying to compete for Super Bowls. So what are you what are you going to do? Just go eight and eight for four seasons and fire the man? Eight and eight for four seasons. Detroit is really good. Now you try to get to a playoff. Let him grow. Let him go. Let him grow. And if he doesn't get it done, you let him go. And then you go after the slash hire. But right now, eight and eight, ten and six, wild card. You know what? That's the best you did on the Matthew Stafford all these years was wild card loss. The, the to the uh to the Cowboys. They should have won that game. Cowboys and the Saints one year. Yeah, that's it. You know, you know it's crazy. They haven't won a playoff game in sixty three years. The uh, Detroit Lions. Exactly. So you know what? You might as well have. Um, you need this. You need a Jim Caldwell kind of coach. That's good for that for that program. Provide respectability. Well, they, they should just ha- they should just kept Jim Caldwell. They should have absolutely one of the worst misfires in quite some fucking time. Yeah, Again, yeah. laminated play sheet and a fucking pencil. He's a fucking. Idiot. You're not John Wick. Get out of here. And he's he's back with the uh, New England. <sighs> I, can't, no, I cannot I wait until he becomes a, a head coaching candidate. For 2022, you know what's gonna happen. What, Matt Patricia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell nah, no. Oh, no. a team will hire him in 2022. Well, then again, the way things are going, probably not. Probably, you know, what the team probably be it'll probably be the goddamn um Houston Texans when they just don't hire a coach this season. Oh my goodness, they'll just let two coordinators just run the team together, then they revisit the position back in 2022. Because speaking of which, I'm glad you brought up Houston. Uh, you have to think because it's taking this long, it has to be one of the coordinators. From the from the final four, a coordinator from either Minnesota, Kansas City, Minnesota. What the fuck? My bad. From Buffalo, Kansas you mean City. Leslie Frazier. Yeah. yeah, Leslie Frazier, uh, Tampa or Green Bay. Otherwise, they would have made the hire already. Bowls are the enemy. But either way, Deshaun, ja- uh, not Sean Jackson, but where it is, Deshaun Watson wins out regardless. Yeah, you got to try to amend that. I don't care. You just signed the contract for four year extension. Yeah, you're playing. You're playing as a Houston Texan. I'm not training him. Period. I wouldn't trade him either. No, I wouldn't trade him. Not. And I would try to make it work. That, yeah. yeah. And if he if he starts like if I'm the ownership and he starts like straight up just I'm not playing like I'm not I'm missing games or whatnot like I'm not playing for you then of course he's not getting paid and he's getting fined. Now do you bleed somebody out or do you just get capital? I play the game for a little I bit. I don't, I, I, I don't I don't I don't let it go that far because when training camp comes around, I need I need my quarterback there. I need something. I need I need somebody. And if it ain't Deshaun Watson, then I got to send him off to the Jets, and I can get some of their picks and pick a new quarterback and move on from that. Uh, Zach from uh, my man Zach from B, uh, BYU. Rebuild. He's a Texan for at least the next two years. I can always that he's a, he's still gonna be in his prime. You're gonna lose zero trade leverage. Fine. I doubt Deshaun Watson sits out two years in his prime. This is not happening. I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude. Everything is beyond football, so we'll see, we'll see. But um, yeah, I think uh, right now it's look. I mean, who knows? They they interviewed didn't they, they interviewed Josh McCown for the head coaching job? Like what the what the hell is going no, on? No, now? The, if that happens, that is there should be riots in the streets, in the streets all over. The Josh McCown who has zero experience whatsoever. Well, some of y'all think an NBA, first of all, it's a different sport. But Steve Nash, Steve Kerr, those guys were working in the front office in executive roles. Josh McCown is a player. Not going to happen. Yep. And Jim Caldwell interviewed for the Texans job, too, as well. But, yeah, Josh McCown interviewed for the head coaching job. The man's coaching high school football right now. Just that would be an atrocity. Beyond, I would say Philip Rivers is more qualified than him. And Philip Rivers is going to go coach high school football now. I mean, he's got his own team. He's about to run it. 
Oh, Flag I football can't. League. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Who's that? Flag football? Who's that? Philip Rivers and his kids. He got enough. He got a squad. Oh, he's like, oh, man, get out of here. He's coaching high school football, Philip Rivers. Is he really? Yeah, a Catholic, a Catholic school. I'm excited. I'm going to watch some of their games on TV. Philip Rivers is a head coach in, in high school. Man, sign me up for that one. I'll pass. Josh McCann. He's said, I'll pass. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take that. I'll watch that all day because his, his, his playing style, being a head coach, coaching like 15-year-olds, yeah, I wouldn't see that shit. Now, but now back to McCown. McCown as a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, that that would be an atrocity. I, I I'm you talking. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna be out there in the streets with him. Yeah. I'm gonna fly down to Houston. They're gonna fly. I'm gonna, they gonna fly me in. I'm gonna have my pitchfork on a private jet. I'm gonna have my little torch ready too as well. I'm gonna get off that thing, pick a sign, ready to join the crowd. Josh McCown gets a head a head coaching job, yeah. stepping over all coordinators, not just minority coordinators, all coordinators. Everybody, even D three coaches, goddammit. Brand uh Staley, coach of uh Chargers, he was a D three coach a couple years ago. There's plenty, plenty of guys who have paid their dues who deserve to have the job. And this man's getting the head coaching interviews. That's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. And I actually, as a player, I didn't really mind Josh McCown too much. I thought he was um I thought he was solid in spots. I wouldn't have him start for me ever, but he was uh, he seemed like to be a pretty good uh X's and O's locker room kind of guy. Well, you know, average players make the best coaches because they exactly. have to be fundamental, right? Yeah, like but, Chase Daniel, uh, those guys. Yes, not Josh McCown, who has zero experience whatsoever. No, hell no, absolutely not. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, my friend, I think we hit all the news we needed to for today. Matthew Stafford. Uh Stafford. Oh, yeah, Stafford. Let's talk about Stafford real quick. Yeah. Um, we're definitely gonna wait for the news to break. Uh, he was out. We kind of touched it a little bit with uh, Detroit, but when we were talking about locations, the teams I look out for for sure, Indianapolis. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. Uh, the 49ers. I know um Shanahan, he's done with, he's done with Garoppolo. He's done. Um Pittsburgh. New England. I don't no. see that happening. Pittsburgh or New England. Pittsburgh will be interesting. There's a big Ben still there. Uh, New Orleans, your family. New Orleans makes a oh man, chef's kiss. New, New Orleans, like Stafford and Sean Payton, that it seems like a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Washington, Washington yep. makes some sense too as well. They're, they're looking for a quarterback, and Stafford provides. Uh, he's thirty-two, provides a steady hand that this team would need for the next couple of years. Thirty-three next week. Stafford. Yep. Nice. So we'll uh we'll see a couple teams out there. Uh, dark horse for me would be uh the Dallas Cowboys. They won't do what's necessary. Super dark horse. Instead of paying Dak, they traded for um <laughs> they traded for Stafford. Guaranteed only forty three over the next two years. Exactly, but he's going to extension. But we could work that. We could work that out. What does it take to get him? A first round pick, a second, uh, a third in the player like Alex Smith a couple years ago. What uh? What do you think the price is for him? A first and a third gets you in that top negotiation. A first and a second probably gets it done. There's gonna be a lot of three. Yeah, I feel like the the most serious teams would be the 49ers, the Colts, the Saints. I agree. And I'm it has to throw, be win now teams. And I'm with the Washington too as well because they're 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 a little bit further on track than previously thought. And you want to take advantage of having such a cheap financial That's defense. It. So you need a an approved pass 
a passer in there. I like Tyler, Taylor Heineke, but you need you need someone that's proven in there. <laughs> yeah, and as a backup, you keep the man. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, you need you need someone proven. It's been it's been a war plenty of times. Now not playoff war, but you build that around him and we go from there. We'll see, man. You said a first second gets it done, a first and a third gets you in the conversation. I see some people say it shouldn't take a first at all, but I think that it depends where your first is at. Um, I heard yeah. the Panthers too as well may be interested, but do you give up the eighth overall pick in the draft? No, I don't think here. To me, it has to be a team that is in win now. They, with the exception of San Francisco, had to have made the playoffs and feel like they are, they would sell their future to go out and get this. Exactly. Because Stafford is 30, he's going to be 33 here before the start of next season. So it has to be that. Also, some injuries too. So yeah, you got to be a win now team, period. Ooh, win now team. Would uh, the LA Rams be interested in Stafford? Good luck in Goff's contract, but yeah. <laughs> That's true too, as well. I think that extension just started, right? Yeah, good luck. Mm, got it. I remember they signed that thing. I was like, oof. I don't know about that one, big fella. San Francisco, Indy, and New Orleans to me make the most sense in no particular order. Yeah, and New Orleans, they, they, I mean, we've seen them do this this dance before as well. It's like trade first round picks. So, oh, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Sean Payne was his goddamn quarterback. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking get it. Yeah, unless he believes in Taysom Hill and Jamie, James Winston that much. If it's Matthew Stafford, it doesn't matter who was in the locker room. I mean, those two guys ain't, ain't Stafford. And you gotta, yeah. you gotta look at this and watch Patrick Mahomes putting up f- fucking damn near 50 points and being like, yo. Taysom Hill on that run offense, that ain't going to cut it. You need points. Stafford is the only quarterback in this market that provides you that as an instant contender, San Francisco, New Orleans, Indy. He is the only player. Unless yeah. Sean Watson becomes available, which I doubt. Yeah, we're going to see. It's gonna, it's interesting, man, as far as this quarterback movement is going to happen. We know for sure. Watson, we don't know. Rodgers kind of hinted a few things, but like I said, his cap hit seems like it's going to be way too much for me to even get rid of him. Uh, Stafford is... Stafford's a piece, and it's going to happen before the draft. We know this, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and we'll we'll we we're, we're going to talk about that one for sure. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that one. Is that Garoppolo contract? Is he a free agent? Uh, I want to look into that. I haven't done my research on Garoppolo, okay. but sure I, I believe that I, I want to say they can get get off of him. It won't cost much as a cap hit, if so. But we need to do research on him. So, they did front load that contract. I think so. That cap shouldn't be too high because they front loaded yeah. it. So, yeah, exactly. Smartly. We'll uh we'll do some reasons Garoppolo because um I guess we can tease it now. We'll be doing a podcast on uh player profiles, uh the ten hottest seats for players in the league uh this upcoming twenty twenty one season. So it's gonna be uh it's gonna be pretty exciting. We got a lot of content, a whole lot for the people. So I'm ready to work. How you feeling? Let's go. Let's go to work. Let's grind. Hey, let's get it. Uh, anything else? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, good. same here. Hey, appreciate your time as always, my guy. Of course, of course. And uh, until until later on in the week, because we got another podcast we're dropping yeah. to as well. Yep. Um, we're doing um, we're doing Tenet, our review of uh the movie Tenet. Mm-hmm. And Mitchell buys, you get a Mitchell sports, then you get the bias later on in the week. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the bias and sports mix together too as well, as you can see tonight. So yep. it's gonna be fun, man. Tenet's gonna be really fun. Uh, John David <laughs> Washington, he's on uh, I'm, I'm liking his acting skills a lot. He's oh, like yeah, his father, he but he's different. He's different. So he he was yeah. I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, he was slick man. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. We we yeah. gonna say that one. All right, till then, my friend. All right, all right, one.